from the Los Angeles Underground. It's time for your new favorite podcast, The Superiority Complex. It's like honey in your ear holes. Hey, welcome back to the podcast, everybody. It's been a couple weeks. We actually tried to record two weeks ago, and the recording did not take, and you missed a great uh, 90 minutes of Jake and I talking about Starfield. And then John going, hmm. So that was a good show. <laughs> Actually, John was very John was very polite. John was very polite. This Tables week had turned that day. So we had uh, just a quick update. We just had some health issues um, in the family. A lot of stuff going on. And f- for a little while, for the foreseeable future, my my schedule is changed. So we're going to be recording every other week. Hopefully uh, Wednesday or Thursday, every other week, which is when we can get together. And then, so the the, episode, the new episodes will release probably Thursday night or Friday morning. Um, and, uh, you know, that'll be the foreseeable future. And then we will, I'll make announcements as we go. Um, yeah, we just had to put things on hiatus for a couple of weeks. It got, things got a little, there was a lot of stuff going on. Uh, unfortunately, my wife lost her dad. Uh, so, and then my mom is having some health issues, so it's just stuff that's taking up a lot of our time. Um, but you know, on the bright side, today is, uh, my anniversary. My wife and I are celebrating 21 years today. So, uh, happy anniversary. Shout out to my lovely wife. Thank you. Uh, and what song did I hear in my head this morning? When I when happy I really happy anniversary yes happy anniversary John happy singing anniversary. happy anniversary yeah 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 that was exactly the first thing I, when my wife said happy anniversary in John's voice it, yeah of course of course yeah. I heard literally happy anniversary literally, literally heard know, John's voice this is actually on my calendar too I, this morning I intended to send you that little that little clip of them at the piano singing oh, it <laughs> John you're the best I don't remember people if it's not on Facebook I don't remember it so. Uh, Same. I'm lucky I remember that it was our anniversary. But uh yeah, my shout out to my beautiful wife. Uh who is who is Do you guys have plans? No, you know what? This year just things things are so busy we didn't we didn't plan anything. So no. we didn't even do gifts. We we just we agreed not to do gifts. And usually I break that, but uh this year we were just we were both adamant that we just wanted to just uh, you know, well, you know, we spent the day, you know, we sell, we spent the morning together and it was nice, but yeah, no, we had a, you know, we had a good time and you know, we, we, there's a lot going on. So when we have free time, we'll celebrate it. You know, we, I'm so used to just because of my schedule constantly, I'm used to celebrating things days, weeks, or even months later sometimes. So it's not a, it's not a big deal, but uh, what, yeah. um, what year is, what year is 21st, it? Uh, 21st. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. 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 Our uh, our wedding license can drive now. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> our wedding license can can drink now. It can already yeah, drive. Yeah, can get can a drink. Can go get a beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, happy anniversary to my wife. Uh, what was I gonna say? I was gonna tell you guys something. I can't remember what it was. Um. Yeah. So yeah, we just we've been through a lot this last couple of weeks. So I appreciate I appreciate everybody being patient, all everybody on the show and everybody listening. Uh, I realize what a void it is in your life when we're not around. So that's why I'm just continuing to uh, to put this show out. Uh, I do this show for me. I realized a long time ago this is my therapy. Uh, if if anybody's listening, that's a bonus. But it really is just my therapy. This is how I get um, my nerd talk in. Nobody, nobody wants to hear my nerd talk, you know. Nobody at work wants to talk about board games or, you know, 
what color Ahsoka's lightsabers are. I feel like that's all the shit I talk about at work. If it's not immediately work-related, it's, hey, you play Starfield? No. Okay. Yeah, I get annoyed. Hey, you watch this new show? No. Uh, I get I get annoyed right. at work if people, like, yeah, if people can't talk about that kind of stuff. It's like, I don't want to talk about work when I'm at work. That's the last thing I want to talk about. I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm here. I don't want to talk about it. Unless it's a need to know. I don't want to hear gossip about work. I don't want to hear any of that. I don't want to hear you complain about how much your job sucks. We're all in the same boat, pal. Let's talk about some, let's talk about Star Wars. You know what I mean? Let's talk about, let's talk about the Beastie Boys. Let's talk about something, any, anything, anything other than the the mess that we're in. I don't want to talk about that. I do not yeah. want, or even worse, let's go out after work. Okay. And we're just going to rehash the day we just had. No, no, no. That is the last thing I want to do. No, I just lived it. No. Yeah, usually somebody says no work talk. Yeah. If we go out for beers, it's like no work talk. Yeah, no. No, you get 10 to 15 minutes to go through at least one frustration and yeah. then that's it. If it's a yeah. shitty, if it's, you know, there's people, there's people I like to go to out with, you know, there are people from work I will go out with, I can't even talk specifically to bitch about work. That there are, but if it's just a whole group, because then everybody's going to want to have their say. I can't have it. I can't have mm-hmm. it. I can't have it. Are you kidding? Yeah. We have to That's talk. Good... We have to talk about fifty-year-old episodes of the Twilight Zone. What are we doing talking about work? Mm. <laughs> yeah, ten to fifteen minutes is a good rule of thumb. Anything past that, it's like okay, we're just repeating the same thing Anita, over again. That, Anita, that's very HR of you, though. It's like let mm-hmm. everyone have their say. I like that. <laughs> yeah, you, you got ten minutes of my time. Yes, I like this. I like the sentiment. The execution is where I have problems. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I have problems with, you know. But um, yeah, when while we're at work, please know. You know what I mean, like. Like, if we're in a lifeboat in the middle of the ocean, I don't need you to tell me that we're in a jam. Like, I know. <laughs> you know? I'm aware. I, we're, we're, yeah, I, I, see. I love that. <laughs> if we're in a lifeboat, man, we're really in a jam. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, I know. I know, man. <laughs> you the boat sinks. Yeah. You Point, Captain, we're really in a jam. <laughs> you don't have to tell me. You don't have to tell me, brother. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. So, okay, uh, who's watching Ahsoka? Uh, I will raise my hand for that. Mm. Uh, let, let me tell you, Anita, let's have a quick, uh, let's do 15 minutes of Ahsoka talk. Um, I was not prepared to, uh, you know, because it was a sequel to two cartoon shows that I didn't really, I watched the first couple seasons of uh, Clone Wars when my kid was little. And then we just kind of, she just kind of outgrew it. And then we, we, I never went back. So I didn't watch it until... Um, it got the uh, like later on when when it, when I was trying to watch the recap for it, so I missed all the Ahsoka stuff. You know what I mean? Like, uh, well, not the all the Ahsoka stuff, all the stuff where it was like her character kind of turned, and then her she she left the Jedi Order. I missed all of that. All the tie-in. Yeah, and then uh, I didn't watch any of Rebels. I think I maybe watched the pilot episode, and then oh wait, we're getting that hum again. Pause for one second. John, what did you do to get rid of it last time? Oh, is it off of mine? Yeah. Um, I think you... Ooh, uh, I think I had just had I had to duck out and then come back. No, you, didn't you unplug your headphone and plug it back in? Is that what you did? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Are we back? All right. Yeah, there we go. You still getting it? Nope. You still got the... 
You got the hum? That's so weird. It's uh, it's it's your mic. It's weird. So it's, it's the mic. Yeah. Yeah, but the um, yeah, plug it in, pl- or t- unplug it, plug it back in. That's all you gotta do. It's all you gotta Old do. Yeah. We're we're here for anyway. So I have been uh, shocked by how much I'm enjoying this show. Is what I what, that was all Thanks. to say. Yeah. Are you loving Thanks. it? I I have no. I am the general population that is not super involved. I've watched none of Clone Wars. I've watched none of Rebels, and I'm enjoying it a lot. I mean, Brent explains stuff to me as we watch it, right? Uh, but. It's still really easy to watch. I mean, I don't. I think if I didn't have him explaining, I would still enjoy watching it for the most part. Right. One episode where I was a little bored. Which one was that? In the, like the flashback episode. Oh right, right, right. A lot of flashbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, this does nothing for me. But I think it's because I don't. I didn't have the like the nostalgia and the tie. I'll tell you, all the people that watch that as kids, like I was watching that episode, going, "Holy shit, people are losing their minds right now." Because I know if I had watched that episode <laughs> as a kid, and you showed me that, like a live action version of a cartoon that I grew up watching as a kid, uh, I probably I would have freaked out. Like you know what I mean? Like like if they had done a good GI Joe movie. I probably would have freaked out and been like, oh, my God. Like, I would have probably had the same, <laughs> you know, uh, like the same reaction. Or a good Transformers movie, like, I would have been like, oh, wow, you know, because that was like my that was like my generation. So, but I could just imagine those kids lost their minds. There was a lot of nice nice little uh, nods to the, um, to the series. I thought the one scene in that sh- episode that was great was the Flash, is when he goes into battle and you see the Flash of Vader. I thought that was yeah. That was really that cool. Was, even if you weren't, cool. even if you didn't grow up with the show, that was enough. The if you, you know the movies, you're just like, oh wow, that was amazing. So, um, you mean a flash of Vader? You got just a, a glimpse. I'm not gonna tell you. You have to watch it. No spoilers. Because yeah. I have to. <laughs> I'd have to spoil something major. That's the only reason no, I, I can't. I'm just wondering if you saw a glimpse of Vader. <laughs> Is uh, that a spoiler? It was a flash of Vader. The Flash of Vader. That's an interesting way to put it. Was he flashing somebody? He was, yes, he was. <laughs> but, was that, uh, but his back was to <laughs> you, so all you saw was the cape and the lightsaber. So how is that uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead? Uh, that she is General Hera, um, who... Uh, <laughs> there was a meme. Go on. There was a meme of... Because I guess... I didn't know. I didn't notice it when I was watching the show, but in one of the scenes, I guess there's like a booty shot of Mary Elizabeth, and like the, somebody like put you know how they do the four memes and there's like one, two, three, and then the fourth is like the joke. So it was all these scenes of her from the back in that episode. I wasn't even paying attention, and then the last one it was the Star Wars font and it said directed by Joss Whedon. I just thought that was really funny. <laughs> 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 I didn't notice it, but uh, but yeah, they, those get well, out there. But uh, she well, plays <laughs> she plays General Hera, who in um, who in uh, in Rebels she is a she's the same race as the. She's a Twi'lek, so the same race as the slave girl from ja- from Jabba's palace, the one mm-hmm. that gets sent down to the Rancor. And also she, Ahsoka. Uh, no, Ahsoka's not a Twi'lek. Ahsoka's something else. She actually has three. She actually has three. Uh, she has like, three tentacles, I think, because she has a little little nub in the back. Hmm. I believe. 
Oh, you're right. Yeah, she's. I don't. God, I'm a nerd. <laughs> God, I'm a nerd. Anyway, if you were a nerd, you would know what they call those things. There's actually a name for yeah, those yeah, things, yeah. those head, yeah. those head things. Um, so, uh, yeah, the one the one thing that bothers me on the show is you can see the you can see the the the, the rubber the crease in the rubber oh, on Ahsoka's yeah. when she's like whenever she folds her arm, I always look and you see the the tentacle mm. like the crease in there. You're like, oh, that looks weird. But uh, you know, I don't, what am I supposed to look? What a person with a tentacle on their head would really look like? I don't know. <laughs> I don't, know, I don't know if there's any sort of uh, etiquette for that, or <laughs> I don't know if there'd be a crease or not. But anyway, it's a. Are you? Lo- you're loving it, uh, uh, Anita. You're loving it. I really like it. I don't know if I love it, but I'm enjoying it as someone again who doesn't have any content. I still think it's actually a really good show, and the story. I'm into it. Like I want to know how it ends. Like I want to follow through. Like I'm like, yes, Tuesday, let's watch. The only bad part is they painted themselves in a corner, right? Because now Admiral Thrawn is back, and you know the the you know the Empire comes back because it's back in the in the sequel trilogy, right? In the Disney trilogy, so. Well, I didn't really think that deep about it until you just said it right now. So, I mean, thanks. <laughs> well, you know, you know the timeline. It's, it's I, I know, but I don't think I really like made the connection. It's, it's after the yeah. It's like so. It's got to. It's going to take place in between. So obviously, this has to end on a downer because Thrawn had. They're gonna. They're gonna put the. They're gonna put the new order together. So yeah. We'll see what happens, but uh, is Thrawn from the uh, cartoons or from the books? Thrawn, it's the Thrawn originally was from. I explained this to Nicole this morning. Thrawn, much to her uh, joy and delight on our anniversary, I'm sure. (laughs) Uh, Thrawn in the he's different than he's the same character, but they gave him a different origin. I think uh, Mm. in the in the books than the books. So you know, Disney what they made everything from. The heir to the Empire trilogy, which was the first the first series of Star Wars books that took place after uh, the Battle of Endor, after the original trilogy, that was the one that kickstarted everything because there was no Star Wars between Return of the Jedi and the release of those books, and that kind of started that whole wave of nostalgia. So everything from then, uh, everything from that era, Disney did said was no longer canon. Mm-hmm. So, but they were able in the cartoon show to bring Thrawn back and give him, I think, a different origin. So he never mm. he never fought uh, Luke and Leia and Han like he did in the books. So it's a different. So they made him mainly a, a an enemy for the rebels, the group in mm. the show Rebels. So he was kind of like the main bad guy there. So, um, so that's what they did. They gave him the origin. So it's it's he looks like he does in the books. He's blue with red eyes and he's kind of got this really cool look about him and. Uh, I love the way they did the aesthetic on the show. He's got like this, uh, a stormtrooper has got like a gold face. His faceplate is missing and he's got a gold face, like something out of Jason and the Argonauts, like a gold (laughs) faceplate over. It's really cool looking. And he's got, and he's got like these, these uh, stormtroopers that are all like, they're all, they're, 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 they're all patched up. They're all for some reason. So whatever they were doing in that other galaxy, they really got trashed. But, uh, but it's, it's good. He's a great villain so far. He's, you know, in the books, he's very, he's a, he's a tactician. He's not cruel. He's very, very intelligent. Always one step ahead of everybody. So they kept that. They oh. kept that. Yeah. It's really good, man. You should check it out. To answer the question, um, Ahsoka is a Tograta or Togruta. Okay. See? I don't uh-huh. know what that means. I love yeah. it. See? <laughs> Those horns are extrasensory organs that they use to, that they use to perceive objects around them. 
Wow. Mm. Yeah. Well, she mm-hmm. has the force, so she doesn't need that. Yeah. She's she's extra good. Uh, I told Nicole she needs to get. She said she was going to get her hair cut short. I said, get the Sabine cut. I like that. Cut. <laughs> get that Sabine cut. Get that. It's a good cut. It's a good. I like that. I like that look. Brand laughs at me because I yell at her every episode. I find her so annoying. <laughs> well, that's the thing, you know. You know, if you think about it, she really. I mean, that's what. That's why it, they have that whole conversation. Ahsoka has with her droid about you know. Look, she caused all this. You know. So this is this the whole we had it we had them and basically she she did she screwed everything up but that's no she's supposed to like that's her character is supposed to but I just like I'm like oh like the whole show <laughs> right 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 yeah but she you know but she it's also she did it for her friend which like that's the crux of Star Wars right you go back and you help your friend Han Solo did it they, you know it's like every it's like I gotta go back for my friend you know so. She couldn't just leave him because it was her friend. So, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know she's annoying, <laughs> but I do like that cut though. I do like her. I do like the her. Cut, the cut's nice. The color's nice too. Mm-hmm. You know the costumes and everything on this show. Everything's great. Everything looks fantastic. Everybody's costumes. I think the the ships look cool. The only thing that bothers me is everything looks like it's shot on a soundstage, even when it's not. It's just a weird. Where they chose to mm. choose some of it, but uh, but yeah, it's I love it. I'm liking it. So I'm liking it more than I thought I would, honestly. Yeah, the Clone Wars isn't my favorite era, but it's I guess because this one's brushed up right up against the in between the trilogies. I guess I kind of kind of digging it. No, it's really good. How many like episodes is it going to be? Jake, in. I think there's two more. Is it two more? Jake, can you yeah. check that out, please? Because we're on episode seven. Is it two? Uh, or is it one? Maybe, maybe the next one's the finale. The fuck? Number of episodes uh, eight. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Luckily, that strike is over. Get back to work, everybody. Well, the writer's strike is is uh, settled. They still have to settle the actor's strike. Yeah, that's true. The talk shows, I think, are going back. <laughs> they're saying by the by next week they're going back. Right. See, what was the what was the what was the uh, what was the resolution of the writer strike? It's a lot. It's really complex. Let's talk. But about basically, it. the the writers got what they wanted. Basically, the writers got what they wanted. Okay, good. So that in, in the gist of it. Uh, so no yeah, they AI. were fighting they were fighting hard to not give them what they wanted but oh at the yeah end of the day, but eventually like, those are the guys that are producing all of the work for you to 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 create so what they're creating all of the stuff that you're going to film so why would you mess with them i don't understand uh-huh. just give them what they want like they're not asking and for they're not asking for a lot yeah in the end what are you going to do for content you have to settle at some point you know right right yeah but they want to hold out. They they screwed themselves because now all this stuff got pushed back. So we're gonna have right. like, we're gonna have a year of just nothing coming out. You know, uh-huh. I gotta wait. In, we gotta wait another year for. Uh, well, at least we don't have to wait a year for winning time because they just canceled it. So those jerks. I'm so sad. <sighs> I'm so I got so into that show and I loved it. And how do you? How do you? Let me ask you this. How do you end a show about the Celt the di- the Lakers dynasty with the Celtics winning 
the title in 84. You, you're not going to give you us things. They tried to like clean it up at the end. Yeah. They, get, like did the little, that little, <laughs> the little American graffiti, like, Hey, well, I guess they were told that they might not be coming back. So they shot that scene on purpose in case they didn't yeah. come back. That's what I, I told Brenda. I was like, I feel like they did this a little after the fact. Right. And they were like, oops, this may not, this may not continue. And I thought the second season was better than the first season. I thought, I thought the whole show was great. I loved it. I know that the Lakers didn't love it, I, but I thought I looked at it as as a comedic kind of a comedic view of some some historical events. So I, if you look at it that way, but I thought you know you know the kid who played Magic the first season was a little uh, iffy. He was a little up and down, and I thought the second season he really kind of came into that role, and I was really yeah. I was really looking forward to more of that. I, I thought he really did well in the role, and. Uh, you know, some of just some of the like the characters are great. Like, I love that Jerry West is always in mad and yelling at Doctor Bus, and like he's always exasperated. Like, and uh, I love that. I loved everything about it. I loved the the way it was shot. I love it. I love that it looked like it was right out of the eighties. John C. Riley was great as Doctor Bus. I thought he was really really great. Um, everybody did well. I thought it, the whole cast was great. And, um, the cast was great. The way it was, the, the way it's shot, like you really just it like pulls you in, right? Like, especially when they have the games and stuff, right? You just like I feel like I'm watching a game. Like it's really good. Yeah, my friend was saying that he's mad that you know we're not going to see Kareem Skyhook in '87. Like all the stuff we're naming, all these like moments we're not going to get to see because if they would have followed the whole thing, because you could have probably done like four to five seasons. If you're not going to go every year, you could have done probably at least four seasons. Yeah, next year would have been all about the getting them back together for revenge in 85. And then you could have done the last season could have been like 87. Then you could have brought like, you could have brought the Pistons in there, Isaiah Thomas and Rodman, all that stuff, you know, like, and you feel the show feels like it was meant to go that way. Well, because it's like one of those shows that actually do, they feel like it was like, yeah, you needed the rest of those two, two seasons at least. It starts with magic giving his, uh, is the announcement that he has HIV. So you feel like that's where it's going to end, right? Then that's where you have the genie and Dr. Bust talking about the future. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's where you go from there. You know, it was, it's a shame because it was a great show. But it's it sucks because streaming is terminating just like, you know, TV used to be because they were saying not enough people are streaming this. There's only like, it's like less than a million people tuned in for the, for the premiere. It was like close to a million but you know, it's who else outside of LA is going to want to watch that show? Though, think about it. Like, it's too bad somebody doesn't pick it up. Like we were talking about this before, that some other oh. service could could pick it up. Other shows have been rescued because somebody said, "Okay, we'll we'll take it." Right. Well, we, they were saying is Showtime should pick it up so they could go back to the original title of the book, which was Showtime, because <laughs> they had to change it. They didn't want Showtime didn't want to like uh, HBO didn't want to have a show called Showtime on their on their roster so they changed it to winning time but you know it was the showtime lakers so yeah somebody else buy it we'll change it to showtime someone else should totally buy it that's a genius idea right where they were saying showtime you know, showtime yeah, should take it yeah yeah you know hulu anybody anybody could take it it's a great show it's a great show and the, yeah those basketball scenes were really well done and that's hard to do to get people who aren't necessarily athletes to make it look like you know and some of those shots were like they they took them right out of video from the game, yeah. like, like highlights like of the game. You're them. just like, oh my god, like that really looks like you know. It, it, I love when they do the graphics, like the old school, like CBS Sports graphics and all of them. Like, mm-hmm. or they'll show like KHJ, which is Channel Nine. I'm like, oh, they really like they got like these are people that grew up 
in that era, you know, watching those games probably. So it was uh, when they did the press conference, a bunch of people put on um, YouTube the side by side of them actually like talking. Well, when he when he announces the coach, but yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 it's it's yeah. it's totally accurate. Mm-hmm. It's totally accurate. Yeah, they did a great job. So please, somebody pick up winning time. What is that thing where you can like donate to people doing stuff? Kickstarter. What is that? Kickstarter. Yeah. GoFundMe. Hey, look, we kickstarted Mystery Science Theater three thousand for two more seasons. Brent did too. <laughs> I know Brent did. Shout out to Brent, my fellow Misty. But yeah, yeah, yeah man, do it. Just self-produce yeah. the. Th- just give us the. Just give us nineteen eighty-five. <laughs> you don't even have to finish it. Just give us revenge against Boston. That's you know what I they want. could also do. They could do like Deadwood and just maybe do like a two or three hour movie. Come back and tie up the loose ends. Right. That, that's do one movie, you know. That's what I'm hoping they do with Glow, which was the show on Netflix. They, it never got a, a final season. I don't know if you've ever seen it, uh, Anita. Check mm-hmm. it out. It's about the the, the, the female wrestling um, league in the 80s that they started. It's wow. really good. It's really funny. Uh, uh, Mark Marin is in it. Allison Brie is in it. It's, it, made, it didn't get... Because of COVID, they shut it down like it was going to go to... It ended on a cliffhanger. Season four was going to be the last season, and COVID shut it down. They're just like, yeah, we're done. So, like, the cast is pushing to do, like, hey, let's do a movie. And let's just wrap up the loose ends, you know, just to get it. Yeah. I mean, you know, come on, you guys. Let's do it. Let's do it. They're going to reboot The Office, but I can't get... A goddamn glow movie? Why? Why? Just stop they're rebooting, really rebooting, the stop rebooting they're, everything. They're talking about rebooting it. Oh my oh God. My That's ridiculous. Originality, please. Listen, that show was terrible at the end. Terrible. Mm-hmm. The last season. I didn't even finish it. The last season is unwatchable. It's so bad. Why would you want to reboot that? It, you know, you know. Unless you're getting everybody back, the original cast, you got to bring Steve Carell back because after he left, that show was a mess. That show was a mess. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's where I stopped. Bring everybody back except Aaron. Oh, Aaron. Oh, my God. Ugh. Ugh. I hate her. She's the cousin Oliver of The Office. Cousin <laughs> Oliver, like jumping the shark. Cousin yeah. Oliver. <laughs> First few seasons of that show are great. Great. Great comedy. Fun. Funny. The rest, ugh. Ooh. But here's the thing: it's if they make it, people are gonna watch it because True. people aren't willing to invest time into new things. New stuff. Want, yeah. Oh, I want more! I want more of the old stuff. I but here's Jake. Stuff. Here is what. Here's the argument I'll give you against that, or to support people that listen. And, and I agree. I don't want to watch the same stuff rehashed over and over. But for people who are comfortable, like the people that are all watching Suits right now, which is like the number one streaming show, mm-hmm. for whatever mm-hmm. reason, people just caught onto a show that's like five years old and started watching they it. They want to see Meghan Markle before she's a, a royal, I guess. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know what it is. But look at what we just talked about. Now you make an investment in a show, and it's just at the mercy of these streaming services. They just cancel it on a whim. So mm-hmm. you you get invested in a show, and they're like, oh, it's done. You're not coming back. And it it seems even worse they give it. They seem to give it less of a chance than like cable or regular TV because you know they've they've got unlimited amounts of money, so they're just like, well, this isn't working. Let's just try something else. They don't want to give it like four, through two or three seasons to like to mature. I mean, the first well, they don't, but it's also so competitive. Like I was talking to Brent about that last night. We were watching something <laughs> on Paramount. Oh, we were watching Twin Peaks on Paramount. 
and they were showing a trailer for a show and I was like I've never heard of this show and it looks good but like when I saw it my brain was like I was like I don't have the capacity to fit in another show right. into my schedule so I'm never going to watch this even though it looks good right and they've put the time and the money into this and then they would just I'm I can't be the only one so it's just like it's really competitive. Yeah, it's it's almost an, an, a, an embarrassment of riches because so many people are producing so much content because you need constant content and it's it's probably cheaper to produce content than it is to buy the rights to something that already exists, right? And something that's going to be on three or four other platforms, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, so there's that. We're just going to fill it with content. We're just going to fill... And yeah, I, there's shows you, you really have to pick and choose what you want to watch. Like I passed there's on, not enough there's not enough hours in the day to yeah. catch everything. <laughs> yeah, like I passed on the I, I didn't watch any of the Lord of the Rings, which I wanted to check out. I didn't watch any of the Wheel of Time, which uh, people have recommended because that's a good book series. I didn't watch any of The Witcher. I didn't watch any of these shows that are not don't right watch, up, don't watch the last season of Witcher. Yeah, I, I don't watch any anything where I'm like if, unless I'm absolutely like I already know the characters like Star Wars. Mm-hmm. it's like there's little little to no investment. It's like, okay, I know the Star Wars universe. I don't have to learn a bunch of stuff. I'll just pick this up. Or, you know, and even the stuff that's out there, like the Marvel stuff, I haven't, I haven't watched Secret Invasion. I never finished, uh, uh, what, which, which one did I? I, never, I? I don't think I ever watched She-Hulk. You know what I mean? No. You, you really no. got to be choosy because you, you only have so much time. You know, Like John said, right. there are only so many hours in the day, you know? Yeah. You know, so yeah. it, it's really got to be something that grabs your attention, you know, so. Mm. Well, not even, not even that. They just put out so much content that it's like, they, it's a lot easier, I guess, to drop uh, five one season uh, shows as opposed to one five season, five season show. Right. So they just, would just rather pump out content and just buy every smaller uh, intellectual property they can find as opposed to investing in one right. single one. And it seems like the good stuff gets buried. The quality stuff usually gets buried, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, right. The stuff that's not a franchise. Yeah. And then to something. guarantee you come back for the next right. season. Yeah. Like, yeah. Then you wait six months and you're like, uh, Oh yeah. You forget, yeah. you forget. You're like, yeah. something comes back. You're like, Oh yeah, that's back on. Now I got to rewatch mm-hmm. season one. Cause I saw that I've seen 20 <laughs> shows in between the time. In between the time that show came out, what show did that just happen to me with? Where I was like, "Oh, sh- oh, it was, uh, it was uh, this fool," uh, which I love. It's one of my favorite mm-hmm. comedies on the on TV. But like, it caught me by surprise, and I was like, I didn't realize. I was like, how much time had passed, and I was like, oh, it's been a while. Yeah, that's right. This show's on again. It's like you kind of you enjoy the first season, and then you just kind of forget about it, and you're just like, oh, that was fun. <laughs> And they're like, oh, yeah, we got more for you, which is great. But then you're just, how do you fit? I think that's what happened with Winning Time. They didn't advertise season two very much. And I think people just kind of mm-hmm. forgot it was on. Because oh. I told a bunch of people I was watching season two. They're like, oh, there's a season two? It's like, yeah, let's do it. No, they didn't advertise it well at all. No, I think it's because the strike was coming. Oh. I think that's what happened. They're not allowed to promote anything during the strikes. They can't be on shows talking about it. Right, you know that that hit some things right at a bad time, where they would have been on shows talking about it. They couldn't promote it. Uh, yeah. So I'm glad you're watching uh, Ahsoka though, and you watch Winning Time. Highly recommend uh, Winning Time if you haven't watched it. Even though you know how it ends, you know. It was, <laughs> even though it's only two seasons, first two. The it's not about the destination; it's about the journey. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Good stuff. Great acting. Yes. 
Yes. I love that they recreated the scene from Airplane with uh, Kareem in the cockpit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, just for a second, they show him like, they show him with Bruce Lee and they show him with, uh, you know, it's kind of cool. Roger Murdoch. Before we get to the movie, Anita, we're going to have to listen, Anita. You got it, your moment to shine. Okay. I don't want you to make him his face when I say that we're not going to. We're going to talk for about five minutes about the Talking Heads movie that we saw. Oh, okay. You didn't get to go, though. I didn't. I had no idea what you were talking about. And also, I go to bed at like 10. So I was like, oh, my God. It's okay. You didn't miss much. It was the, it's the same as it ever was. Hey, yeah. I love it. Is that an inside joke? It's a song. It's a song. It's a song. Uh, so Jake had not seen it. I had seen Stop Making Since I worked at a video store in the 80s and it was on released on video in the 80s. And my brother was obsessed with this, with it. He loved the talking heads. And uh, he was so I, I've seen that. I had seen it on home video a few times, but that, of course, was back in like you know, pan and scan, right? The old video, so it wasn't like widescreen or anything, you know, probably like a stereo mix, maybe surround sound at the most. I've seen it on YouTube. I've looked up clips on YouTube, but I hadn't seen the thing, the concert in its entirety, you know, probably since I was a teenager, since like the late 80s. John, can you do that thing with your mic again? It's doing it again. I can hear it. I wonder what it is. I don't know because I'm not touching the mic. It's, I don't know. It just gets an echo once in a while. It's like a little bit of a delay. It's a little bit of a delay. And I'm not even talking. Oh, yeah. So I, how do you know yeah, how, do you, how do you know it's doing that when be, I'm not talking? Because I can I can hear myself. Are you do you have the volume on your phone on? Like uh, unless it's bleeding out. It's weird. I don't know why it does that. The volume on my phone? Like can you if you take your earphone off, can you hear my voice through the phone? Or is it you know, um I can just take the, the headphones and the mic off. No, it's I, fine. It's good. I just want to make that, that, that didn't I could do that, but it didn't sound great. Why I started doing it about two years ago because it didn't sound that good. You want me to just talk into the phone? No, you're good. I just want to. I'm just trying to see if there's bleed because this happens if you're playing Xbox. Sometimes you're playing on Call of Duty, and one of your friends has the TV volume on, and then you hear yourself, and then you start going now batting, batting, batting. Number sixteen, well, Will you want me to, Smith. No, you're fine. You won't. You, you want feel me to like you have uh, a big audience. Want, want, though, me to, you know? want, me, want me to just unplug and talk to the, no, talk no, no, into no, the no, phone no, mic? No, it's, it's fine. I, we'll just tell you when you have to do it. Oh, okay. You're good. It's just like two seconds ago. You yeah, what's funny is I'm not even touching the cord or the mic, so maybe it's time to just get a new headset. Maybe. You might, your headset might be in, it might be too old for you. Sometimes it's, it's all weird. You got a new phone. There's weird settings. It's fine. You're not in trouble. Mm. Uh, you know, I, if it was anybody else, I'd be screaming at them right now. I'd be excoriating <laughs> them right now. Well, mm-hmm. the best thing to do is just just drop out. <laughs> no, no, that is not the best thing to do because we're about to talk about the Talking Heads movie. So, okay. Jake, you were you were like a you were kind of a fan. I don't know how how much how familiar you were. I've heard some of their most popular songs. Okay, so you you heard "Burning Down the House." You've heard. Yeah, you've heard uh, life during wartime. You've probably heard Psycho Wild Killer. Wild Psycho Killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk us, walk us through what it was like to watch an entire concert from start to finish, and some of the not knowing some of the songs. Like what, what was it like? It was like a fever dream. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, the music's. I mean, the music's great, right? But just watching everybody, it's like 
it's like everybody was on coke or right. mushrooms or something. Right. Especially uh, lead singers David Burns. David Burns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. David Burns just fucking crazy dude. Right. Super talented, but yeah, he's like. Where he's like doing all these weird dances. He's like running around the whole stage while the rest of the band's playing. Right, doing aerobics like running, almost. Running like full on sprinting around the <laughs> sprinting around the stage right. while everyone else is playing. Um, what he got on his back at one point and was right. like doing like weird like. <laughs> he's I like he was a baby or something. Like I don't know. It's hard to imagine that he wasn't doing something like coke. I don't know how you could have done that. <laughs> Maybe he's just in good shape, you know. No, There's sure. no way he wasn't doing something. I'm pretty sure they were coked out. I'm pretty sure they were coked out. The entire oh, yeah. band. So, uh, well, yeah, you know, the, and then uh, the keyboard player, one of the keyboard players, was yeah. He was like, "That's Bernie." Are you talking about his, Bernie Worrell? His face with his with his tongue out. Oh like, yeah, it's Bernie Worrell from uh, from Parliament Funkadelic. Yeah, dude, uh, they're awesome shit. Yeah, yeah. So you know, he anybody from great. Parliament Funkadelic, George Clinton. Uh, you know, there's some there's some fun stuff going on, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, the whole band though, but it, you know, high energy, high energy. You could tell they're having a good time. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, they're having a great time. Right. Uh, Tina Weymouth was probably the only the bass player was probably the only person where I'm like, I think she's level headed right now. But <laughs> I believe I believe she was pregnant when that was filmed. She was like a couple months pregnant when, she, when that was filmed. I believe. Ah. So she she might have been you know she might have been uh, not participating in the stuff that the rest of the band was participating in. I but, see. Uh, uh, what a great show though! I mean, just yeah. all bangers, all bangers. You, you know what that was like because of the quality. I know they had done some sort of like restoration, and then it's IMAX and it's the Atmos sound. It, it felt like you're in a concert. You know? Right, right. That sound mix was insane uh, when they did um, uh, Heaven. You know the 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 backup singers are not on stage because it, if you've never seen the movie, it starts out with David Byrne coming out to sing "Psycho Killer" by himself, and then every song afterwards he adds one member of the band until the full band is on stage. And while they're doing that, the 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 roadies are putting the uh, the stage together because he comes out to a blank stage with just like ladders and stuff in the background, and all the the house lights are up, and it's it's crazy. So that was uh, ingenious. Yeah, yeah and so. Uh, when it's it's when they do it's, uh, heaven is the second song. It's just him and Tina. He brings Tina Weymouth out on the bass, and then the the backup singers are off stage, but in the they are coming from like the back of the theater, like these ethereal voices, like the back of the that mix was just. At one point, I turned to Martin and I said, "I'm just going to throw all of my my CDs away. Like there's no use to uh, like nothing will ever sound this good again." You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, they did a great job. You know, I I had never even seen it on a big screen. Uh, I think I'd seen it on cable years and years ago. And to see that thing on such a huge screen with such great sound, it felt like we were at the show. You know, I guess they filmed that at the Pantages and it felt the way they shot it. It just feels like you're there, that you're right there in the front row, you know. Right. And they didn't cut to the audience. He said they they purposely didn't cut to the audience because it kind of takes you out of the out of the moment, and it also kind of makes the it kind of you know the band can tell you know when they're moving the camera. So they said I guess they filmed three nights, and they said we're just going to 
film the stage. We're not going to do any shots of the audience. A lot of concert films are always shooting out in the audience and watching people go crazy. I think they did it so towards the, the last song, right? There were people at the end. Only on the last song. They said, we'll turn it around. They said they tried one night where they were shooting the audience, but they said they had to turn up all the lights to do it. And it kind of threw the band off because to get the audience, you'd have to turn up the lights. Right. Since it's not like, it's not an outdoor venue. So doing it at the Pantages they had to turn up the lights. So they said it threw the band off. Okay. So they said, okay, we're not going to do that. We're just going to shoot the band. So that kind of makes you feel like you're at the show, the way they're shooting it, you know. Uh, Jake, also because they're not doing split screens, they're not doing like Woodstock. We're right. doing, they're doing crazy split screens. You're pretty much right there, just watching the action, you know. Right. And they got good. They got they had good uh, camera work. Uh, yeah. You know they had cameras all over uh, the place. There's only one. I think there's one instance where um, David Byrne acknowledges the camera. He like sticks the mic he asks the question and he, he <laughs> sticks the microphone to the camera and that's the only time you ever see him acknowledge that there's a camera which i love there's no acknowledgement of the of the you know the look in his eyes sometimes he'll be making this crazy you know thousand yard stare and he looks like uh norman bates right. <laughs> right he looks like he's just gonna melt down right in front of you he know? looks like a psycho killer or looks like uh just it looks like Mr. Rogers coked out and like coked out cousin or something in a yeah. giant. He, he he puts on his he takes off his giant uh, takes off his sweater puts on a giant suit. Yeah. That was a conscious choice. Yeah, that was a conscious choice to make that very square. Oh he, yeah, like, he had like the stuffed pants and everything. I'm like, oh, he huh. said he said he wanted it to look like a playing card. He that was the whole thing. He wanted like a playing card effect. He 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 was like a, it was um it was uh what's the theater the type of theater it. in Japan not Kabuki Nobu yeah. Nobu. Nobu uh yeah he wanted it to look like that where they have very wide shoulders like he wanted it to look like very theatrical, oh, but boy okay. could he dance in that thing, he knew how to yeah sure. What's funny is when we, you you catch him a couple of times, uh when he's not being you know self consciously goofy or weird. He can dance. The guy's guy. He's a good front man. He can play the. I forget. You forget that he can play the guitar because he's yeah. just so busy doing all. It's like, oh yeah, he's Super, actually, very talented. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're like, oh yeah, this is actually a really good musician that we're dealing with here. It's not just him, somebody being weird. And I think that's what always. There was a lot of weirdness in the '80s. There were a lot of people that were weird on purpose. And there, I think there's a lot of people like like <laughs> Thomas Dolby is always thought someone that was trying to do David Byrne. Trying to right. do like a trying to be like weird, like, oh, we can do that. And it just shows you you really can't do it unless you're, you know a hundred percent committed. A hundred percent committed. It was like, oh, this guy's doing like a like, you know, she blinded me with sigh. He's doing that voice. And it's like, oh, he kind of sounds like that, but it's not quite the same, you know. It's it's a, I guess it's like affected. It sounds like is that the word? It sounds like it's affected. Yeah, and yeah. With David Byrne, it, it just seems more that's just him. natural. Yeah, that's just yeah. him. And he even said that he's been doing a lot of interviews lately, the whole band. There's even like one with Spike Lee. I was telling Jake, they did a sit down with Spike Lee at some festival and the whole band, he asked the whole band about an hour's worth of questions. I guess this is Spike Lee's favorite music documentary. And so he had questions for all of them, you know, and uh, he said that uh, he says, David Byrne said, I'm probably, I was probably borderline Asperger's or something, you know, or autistic. He said, I'm probably like high functioning, you know, but I probably I'm on the spectrum because I really did feel sort of odd and didn't, you know, that sort of thing. Artistic, but, you know, oddly not fitting in, you know. Right. Well, it comes through, but Whatever in, in, in a good way. It comes through, but in a good way. It's like, 
you're you're kind of watching the music is great, but you're also watching him because you're like, what is this guy going to do next? You know, what's he going to mm-hmm. do? Yeah, like, it is very genuine. I yeah, I it don't. Fit, it fits the music. It it all fits. It doesn't right. feel like he's just doing it to be weird, you know. You know, it's it's funny because my favorite track is uh, "Life During Wartime," and I, I listen to it a lot. Like when I'm like when I'm getting ready to work, it's like like I got to get ready now. Let's let's get it. And I used to think, you know, when I used to when I used to just hear the music, I used to think, okay, it's about a guy, and obviously something's something's gone wrong in America, and he's living in the you know he's a guerrilla fighter or whatever. But as you listen to it later, and as you kind of put it all together, you start to think. Oh, is this guy is this guy dreaming this? Is he paranoid? Is this like a, a paranoid guy like telling the story about you know living in this you know is he is it just is it y'all is he imagining it? Um, and I yeah. think that's the point of like the way you know he performs those songs and the way because I think that's why he's doing weird things. When I was watching this performance, you know when he when he because you catch him in the beginning when he's doing the weird dances and he starts dancing and then he says and then he all of a sudden he stops and he makes that weird face and he's like uh this ain't no party this ain't no disco but it's like him catching himself you know him catching yeah. himself it's like it's almost like wow i wonder if the way he wrote this is this is supposed to be a guy who's like paranoid and like or he's you know he's like a like jake said like a fever dream this guy's imagining this in whole character thing. yeah this guy's imagining this whole thing and that's how he's playing it you know so i kind of feel like that's it's it's as much of a performance that way uh, where you get kind of his interpretations of the of these songs, you know, like uh, you know, you know. And I think he's like, I think he's like Bowie. Sometimes the lyrics came way after they came up with the groove and the riff and the melody and everything. And then sometimes on some of those albums, he would do the lyrics right over the top, it's almost like spontaneously, right? You know, and so a lot of times it's almost like stream of consciousness. Yeah, that's or like, that's, how, know, that's how I feel about words. burning down the house. Uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, winning time, great. So they cut to winning time, uh, the penultimate episode. I'm going to use a big word for you guys. Uh, they're about to go into the 84 finals, which the Lakers would eventually lose as you watch the show. Or if you don't know, there's a little history message. But they say that uh, Magic, I think the last thing, the last shot is Magic saying something like, you know, let's bring it on. Like, you know, it's time for the finals. Let's go. You know, they're all celebrating at the fact that the, the it's going to be Lakers Celtics, and they cut to the credit scene and they they play "Burning Down the House," oh, uh, and I love the, the the lyrics are perfect. It's "Watch out, you might get what you're after," and that's exactly what mm. happened to the Lakers. They they wanted those Celtics, and they got exactly what they wanted because the Celtics handed it to them that series. Also, the beginning of that, John, you would have loved it because. It starts with the 82 finals, the Lakers winning the 82 finals, and uh, you don't see the actual finals, but they come into the locker room afterward, and it's all in slow motion, and they're popping champagne, and they're playing uh, Let's Dance by Bowie. So the oh, episode great. starts with Bowie, <laughs> with uh, with Let's Dance, and it ends with uh, Burning Down the House, which I thought was... Oh. Uh, yeah, uh, that, but, that sort of straddles the 80s, right, all the right, best 80s. Right, yeah. Uh, but yeah... Um, you're right. Some of the lyrics on some of their songs, I always say that life during wartime is my favorite because it's like their most attack, like an actual song where Linear. it's an actual yeah. story. <laughs> a lot of that stuff and is just, is just stuff coming out of his head, you know? Well, I think like a, a lot of stuff on remain in light because he's working with Brian Eno and Brian Eno had this thing called oblique strategies. And it was like ways to come at songs from an, from an unusual direction. So sometimes it was stuff like, uh, have a bunch of words, cut them up, and then just throw them up in the air and t- take them in a random 
in a random fashion or, you know, there were ways of going at it rather than just sitting down and writing a song. Oh, okay. So that's what, so some of those, those songs on remain in light, you go, God, these are such odd lyrics. It's because he's just sort of like riffing over top of the melody. And it just, I think sometimes it's almost like just spontaneous, you know, or he's got a rough idea where he's going, but it's not like, you know, moon in June rhyming, you know, it's sure. kind of like out there, sure. but Eno was really into that. He'd say, if you're hitting a roadblock or a, or you're having a, a, a writer's block, he's got like a, it was even like a deck of cards and each thing had a strategy. Try singing it like this, try going at it from this, try doing it in reverse. It was all ways to kind of shake up your brain and come at these songs from a different angle. And I think that like Bowie, I think Byrne kind of took that to heart because he's another one of these art school guys. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that works, you know? Right. Get a different texture going or something. Yeah. Uh, John, so what was it like for you seeing the whole thing at, you know, for the first time in the... I felt like I'd never seen it. I know I had seen it, but it was like like you said, you know, seeing it on video or seeing it on cable with not great sound, it's a whole different experience. So for me, it felt like I was seeing it for the first time. That sound mix was and nuts. It was incredible. It was like you were there. And uh, it had been so long since I had seen it, I'd forgotten some of the songs they did. That they reached back. I forgot that they had reached back and did things from like the second album. You know, I forgot that they did Take Me to the River. You know? Right. Yeah. Which is, I guess that's the second, the last song. Or, yeah, I, I guess the last one was at uh, Cross-Eyed and Painless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I forgot that they, you know, that they reached back and did stuff from Fear of Music and, and the second album. And... Um, you know, that's them at their peak. Those are probably, the, those are all the best albums, those it, first it, four it, albums. It's probably like their, it, it was, at that time, it was like their greatest hits. They really put all the stuff into it and they expand a lot of it. And that's an album where I think some of those versions are superior to the studio versions. Uh, yeah, I think that's why they put that out as a live album. I always forget about that. I think that might be one of their best selling albums is the soundtrack to the movie. Everybody picked that up because it was like a live greatest hits. Right. And and, and, and it's the full it, backing. It's one of the few albums like I can say, like you can pick it up and go, the 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 live versions are equal to, if not better than the uh the studio versions of a lot of those songs. So uh, yeah, and usually that's not the case with live albums. It's tough to improve on. Uh, especially if you're expanding it, you know, they're using a lot more musicians and they're really expanding it. Uh, Jake, but, what... and, and you know, they, and they didn't tour again. You know, I don't know if you know that they, they, they couldn't top this. They asked them, how come you didn't really, they didn't do a big, they never did a, another big tour like that. That was the last one for them. And he said, well, we couldn't, we couldn't top it. We couldn't come up with anything better than what we had just done. We right. kind of, they kind of got themselves in a corner. Like, what do we do now? Right. We're never going to be able to top that, you know? Right. It happens, but you know, hey, it's on film forever. Yes, yes, so, forever. So, Jake, what would you rate it, sir? Uh, giving it was like an eight. It was an eight for you, John? Solid, yeah. Well, for a concert film, I'd say it's a ten. You know, you you almost have to rate a concert film in a different. You know, it's almost a different uh, rating system. The things you expect, you know, of a of a concert film. So for a concert film, I'd give it a 10. I guess for a movie movie, I'd say maybe like an eight or a nine. But for a concert film, it's hard to think of another, you know, another one that's uh, as good. Yeah, that was, a, I would give it a 10 uh, for me. Um, even if you're not a fan, you'll come away with like an eight. Look at Jake. He didn't know all the songs. He came away with an eight. It's going into yeah, it'll, it'll turn you into a fan, you know. <laughs> it's going into wide release right now. And uh, it's the same sound mix, I understand. So even if you don't, 
you don't want to spring for the IMAX experience, you'll still get a good sound mix if you go to a good theater. So go check it out. It's in wide release. Uh, Stop making sense. Uh, we love it. We loved it. And it was worth it. Was That, to me, was uh, it was mind-blowing. I was Like you said, John, it was like, uh, Martin was describing something the other day. Uh, I think he was describing uh, Shake Shack, and he said uh, that uh, eating Shake Shack compared to In-N-Out was like the going from black and white to color in uh in and out and of course he's wrong but uh but uh, that's the exact analogy i would pick for seeing this again after seeing it you know on youtube and watching it on my phone for so many years uh seeing it w- in imax was like what was like going to color black and white to color so um yeah that's right that's right it's uh that's a really good way to put it yeah uh all right let's uh, you know we're, the, we i wanted to get to that it was so it's like we got to talk about it. We went to see it. We got to got to talk about it. So I'm glad. Go see it, uh, Anita. You've been over on the uh, home video hustle, right? You've been over there. Uh, you've been doing a few episodes. You've been cranking them out. You're very good on the show. For, oh, thank for you. For someone that doesn't like to do podcasts or who says she doesn't like to do podcasts, you, you're very good over there. You're like an official co-host over there. Your official co-host <laughs> here. Uh, I understand. You know, we're not going to talk into we're we're not going to talk about um, uh, you know divided loyalties. But w- I will always remind you of where you got your start. Who took a chance on you when you were just yeah. this you know meek HR lady <laughs> and uh, <laughs> with no opinions. <laughs> <laughs> and now uh, you have opinions. Oh my, do you have opinions? Um, oh, I have so many. Let opinions. me ask you this. Let me ask you this because I, I, this is interesting to me because so if you guys don't know, if you're not listening to Home Video Hustle, Brent is going through the Harry Potter movies, which he's never seen, and um, you know I don't partake in because you know I'm a, I'm, an, I'm an adult with I, you know I, with a job. So uh, I'm kidding. But but how do you how do you feel about the fact that he is not exactly loving? all of the movies like how are you taking that is it do you take it personally or are you like more like because it's always as a as as the person who's doing this who's exposing his soul to everybody with my movie collection i i really i really have been thinking about this question like how does that affect you like does it does it affect the relationship like you're looking at my breakfast at one morning going what do you mean like you know like <laughs> what do you mean you don't like harry potter <laughs> it, it's so funny because i actually addressed this in tomorrow's episode oh okay because- perfect I was just like, if you hate it, he doesn't hate it. He's not in love with it, but he hasn't like embraced it, embraced it. <laughs> yes. Um, well, he better start. He would have hated it. I would have had to leave him. I just, I Whoa. like, if I was like, if I would have had to sit here and listen to you talk about, about Harry Potter movies, right? I don't think we would have made it. You know, so, here's the okay. thing though. Here's the thing. <laughs> I, I feel like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like the books are probably better. I feel like I I'm feel, sure. you know, I feel like the books what, are better. What movie are you up to? Which one are you up to? Uh, we just finished Order of the Phoenix. That's what's coming out tomorrow. I love it. Well, I mean, which, uh, which, but what number is that out of like seven or uh, out of seven movies? Five. Okay. Uh, you know what's funny? I I, st- I never caught all of them. I I took my little nephew to see them. I think I caught like the last three or four, and I noticed that they got stronger as he got older. They, for me, anyway, they were yeah. They were there was more to sort of like get your teeth into as mm-hmm. as the character got older. So um, I didn't sit through like the first three where he's like a little kid, but I was thinking maybe 
you know, maybe uh, he'll gravitate more toward the last ones, you know? Yeah. And you and have about the same movie taste so that's kind of what he's grabbing he's like the older they get the more he's starting to like them because they also like get said, darker he's not in love with them they do they get darker I said they get he real to dark. do them for halloween and he said no but yeah <laughs> <laughs> and you know i hadn't read the books either i knew nothing about them and i said this is interesting they're maintaining my interest and i know nothing about the story and i thought that's good storytelling because they're not gonna it's like the marvel movies you can't assume that everybody knows all the the ins and outs right um yeah so i was just so you would you would not leave him for the harry potter movies Uh, i don't know (laughs) i don't know if i can sit there and listen to him talk bad about them like he says his little jokes and stuff whatever there's some ridiculous stuff in them i will admit to that too but like if he was like i give this a two i would be well, it's also it's also hard coming from Brent because Brent's sharp. Brent's Brent's an observer. Brent loves a lot of movies on like a deep level. So for him to yeah. like, it's almost more insulting than it was. It was just some some random person you met that was like, "Oh, those movies suck." You're like, "Yeah, whatever," you know, uh, you know, because you can let that go. But Brent's actually got you know, he's a guy who knows movies very well. And there's you know when yeah. and when he likes a movie. He can really break it down and tell you why and what works and why, how it works on this and how he can compare it. You know, he's a really sharp uh, observer. So yeah, it's it's almost worse when someone who knows their stuff really starts taking a knife to like what you love. Does your movie sucks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, and so it's it's always so it's always like it's it's harder for me to take like if, if I show you guys a movie that I love. And uh, like Patrick or Justine don't, don't like it, or Jake doesn't like it. It's like, well, you know, there's, 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 you know, it's generational. I saw this movie as a kid. There's all these reasons. If John doesn't like a movie that I love, then it's like, oh, that bothers me because I'm like, it cuts you to the quick. You're yeah, because like, you're, like, you're, you're like, you're like, wait a minute, we're supposed to have the same taste, bro. You know, but I think that happens a lot with couples too. I think that couples tend to have. Just different likes and my wife loves the Harry Potter movies, and I can take or leave them, and she knows there that she knows that. Yeah. So, but you, I don't. You don't I, hate them. I try not to actively hate on them. You know, yeah. You know, uh, I don't want her to not enjoy it because I don't enjoy it. It's like no, watch your stuff. Like you enjoy it. I'll be over here doing something else, and that's how you do it. That's you know? a sensitive. That's a sensitive uh, spouse right there. Well, you. I mean, I've I've said my I've said shitty things about it before in the past. I'm not trying to paint myself perfectly. I've been an asshole about it. I won't lie, but uh, <laughs> you know. But uh, you realize I, why am I why am I being a dick about this stuff? It's just you know she likes it. Why are you being a dick? You know, uh, just to be uh, yeah. just to have that little hey, Star Wars is better. But I will tell you, <laughs> I will tell you, one of the greatest arguments I ever saw was two guys at work who are roughly the same age and they were arguing over Star Wars versus Harry Potter. And uh, <laughs> that's such a useless argument. It was great because they what's, were just they were, the point? they were being funny about it. They were being they were just going yeah. back and forth and being funny about it. And the closing argument from the Star Wars side was, look. Darth Vader can choke you with his mind. All Voldemort could do was give Harry Potter a stomach ache. And then the guy held a stomach and went, uh, uh. <laughs> 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 and that I never forgot that. That was like the funniest thing I've ever seen. Jake doesn't think that's funny. See, John thinks it's hilarious. Jake is more like, hey, did, uh, don't talk did, about my did, villain. Did Dumbledore pass away this week? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Michael uh, Jambone? Mm-hmm. 84, I think she said. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. So both Dumbledores are gone. 
I was just thinking the original Dumbledore was um, R- who was that? Richard Which Harris. Was that? Richard Harris. Oh yeah, and that was like what the first couple movies? I mean, first two, first two or three. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess we got one over on you guys because uh, we still have one Obi Wan left. So <laughs> for now. For now. <laughs> you got two Obi-Wans. What is it? Tag team wrestling? Uh, yeah, yeah. You got, two, uh, you got two Obi-Wans and you got two Dumbledores. <laughs> I mean, that's some that's some heavy duty acting that we think Obi-Wan, about. Obi-Wan, more like Obi-2, huh? Hey, how you Obi-Tuk doing? Hey. How you do? I would, that's what Well, Obi- somebody once said, somebody once said that every every major British actor had had gone through the Harry Potter right. series except for like Ian McKellen and he said well it's only because I was doing Lord of the Rings I couldn't do them both you know right, right. <laughs> it's a, you know because Ian McKellen's about the only guy missing no out of all the British Michael uh, Caine actors, there's you know? no Michael Caine is he ah, in it there you go is Michael there Caine in go. Harry Potter is he I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you oh, even get John Cleese, right? Even John Cleese turns up as uh, some ghost or something, right? The guy with the almost headless Harry or whatever. Yeah, some way he's in there. N- right. Nearly headless Harry or whatever they call him. <laughs> what is oh, your... ne- nearly headless Nick. There you mm-hmm. go. Uh-huh. Uh, Anita, which, which is your favorite of the films? Of the films? Uh, Azkaban is my favorite. Azkaban. That was the one. I, I really like that one. That's a great one. Which yeah. one is that? That's number third one. Num- third one. Number, number three. Mm. Which is the one with David Tennant, the tenth Doctor, and now the fourteenth Doctor? I think. Oh, oh, Brent just told me this the other day. He was in the earlier one. Okay, he's in there. He's also the voice of Hu Yang, the droid. Uh, he's also the voice of the droid in uh, Hu Yang. I think it was four. It was either three or four. I think you would love him, John. He looks really cool. He looks like some out of Metropolis. Oh yeah, he's a really cool looking is, droid. Is that, is that in a is that in Ashoka? It's or? Ahsoka's droid, yeah. He's uh, he's thousands of he's, years old, and he trains Jedi. And he looks like something out of uh, Metropolis. Yeah, huh? he looks like an older model droid. They make him look very... Because that was the idea with C-3PO. He kind of thought of that uh, mm-hmm. that robot in Metropolis. It's voiced by David Tennant. How about that? Oh, my favorite droid in Ahsoka is Chopper. Oh yeah, so from the show. <laughs> right. I love it. I literally crack. I'm like, he's saying absolutely nothing, and I'm over here dying laughing. Right. He's uh, it is so funny. It's from the Rebel show. He's uh, he's a big. People love that guy. Oh, he's Chopper. He looks you love like a droid he, with attitude. He looks like an yeah. orange version of the red the red droid that almost Luke almost buys. R five D four. But he's got all these. Uh, yeah, but he's got all these like accoutrements on. He looks like a little. He's like a little. Yeah, he's got all these cool. Looks like a chef. He's very something. angry. He's very angry. Yeah. He's very angry. Very angry so little funny. droid. He's a self. <laughs> he's a self pole droid. Yeah. Uh, you guys, Taylor Swift is dating a football player now. Everybody's a big uh, oh, Washington Redskins fan. So just in case you guys are. Uh, Keeping score at home, a popular girl has a crush on a football player. So there you go. That's where we are in this country, and we're all losing our collective minds about it. So well, it's like high school, you know. Right. It's like, gee, the cheerleader is, uh, right. gee, the cheerleader is in love with the football player. Gee. But the Shocking. thing is, she's they're going to break up, and instead of instead of gossiping, she's going to write a song about him, and that's how. It's, Isn't that kind of like the, the pattern? I don't really know much about the her, but doesn't she cycle. always write a breakup song? Mm. She writes a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm hearing oh, is that a bunch of social justice warriors are going to get into football. <laughs> so you know you're going to get a song out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. No pressure. You're going out with this woman, woman who's going to do, you know, sell a billion copies of the breakup song. Yeah. So you better get it right. You yeah. Know? And we, hey, you, by the way, we saw a preview for the Era's uh, uh, movie. You can see it in IMAX. 
Oh. Jesus. Do you want to go now? Christ. Did it entice you? <laughs> I'll tell you what. My friend and I were talking value about... on that show looks fucking cra- incredible. My, okay. my friend and I were talking about uh, young Miss Swift, and we were saying, it's not, <laughs> it, it, it's not for me, but I respect the hustle. Mm-hmm. I respect the fact that they tried to screw her out of money and she went to that producer and was like well guess what i'm gonna re-release my album i'm gonna record that was a great that was a that was a great fuck you i I respect the hustle i just hate and it's not her fault i hate that we have to hear everything about her Mm -hmm. i just hate that that's but that's part of being a celebrity i don't want to hear anything about the kardashians there's there are celebrities i love i don't want to hear that stuff about i don't you know what i mean I don't need to know what everybody wants to hear about the kinks every episode. They don't. (laughs) They don't. Usually they don't. And what I try to do is I I try to wait for a segue. So thank you for bringing them up. So anyway, John. (laughs) And I was going to say, we really don't mention the kinks as often as we'd like to. Or as we should. Or as we should. They should be mentioned boy, all the we, time. I love how we lose our minds. Like Brent will send us a picture. Hey, I'm at this record store, and I'm he's holding up a King's record, and we're like, Yeah, get it. <laughs> he just puts it back. Mario and I are like in real time. That's the one. Grab it. He just put, like, hey, I saw this in a bin for a buck. You know, is this a good one? <laughs> he takes it back and then finds another copy of MF Doom that he already has. I know what he does. He took, he oh took that gosh. picture of the King Chronicles, and we're like, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, we, you don't like the kinks. You're just getting a dig in. Jake was just getting a dig in. I think at this You're point, it's like, it's like the Beatles where people like, ooh, like gush over it so much. Where I'm like, you know, I think I've heard enough. Why don't you just listen to the, uh, the episode of Rock Solid Pat and I did? We did three of them. We went chronologically. I want you to listen to all three and then get back to me. I'm okay. Or if only they would put, if only they do a Kinks concert movie in Atmos IMAX. You know, oh. that, would, that would be the that would be the one. Hey, what was on, it? Jake, what was it on the road? This. Live? What was it? Live from the road or on the yeah, road? One for one for the road. Yeah, yeah. Right, do that one. Mm. Yeah, get right on there. Mm. Enough already. What a great show this has been. <laughs> I know he's pulled that out of a hat. It has been a good show. Things. You know, I like Anita. Anita brings, we need the female energy. We really do. We, we need that perspective. We need the female perspective. <laughs> you know, she brings her Harry Potter world thing with us. And uh, Harry Potter world. What, is that your favorite? <laughs> is that your favorite fan? Is that your fandom? Is that your number one? Is it what you say was Harry Potter, Anita? <laughs> Yeah, I also have a very deep love for like Veronica Mars too. But <sighs> my wife fun. and I watched that show on Netflix. We used to rent the discs. We really got into that show, man. Even though they love had a, even though they had an Italian guy playing a Mexican guy, we still liked that show. <laughs> <laughs> Why have I never thought about that? It's always an Italian guy. Uh Kristen <laughs> Kristen Bell is was great on that show. Uh, way better acting than a, like a CW show deserved. I thought she was yeah. great on that. And it was a good, compelling show. It was like a Nancy Drew. It was like a great uh, little detective series. It was good. I liked yeah, that show. It was great. How was the movie? No, like, How was the reboot? Was the reboot good? The reboot was good. Right. Honestly, it wasn't, it, honestly, it wasn't bad. They kept it like short to the point. Right. They didn't some of the character development compared to like previously was like a little weird. Like you're like, oh, I don't feel like this person would do that, but it was good. All right. 
I, I still go back to the originals more. I'm definitely like a rewatch comfort person. So. Uh, I will say this sometimes when somebody pisses me off, I will say a long time ago we used to be friends and nobody ever knows what that means. So <laughs> I can now do that to you, Anita. When you say that you like Harry Potter better than Star Wars, I will say, Anita, a long time ago we used to be friends. Come on, Ashina. <laughs> 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 it's a good show. Uh, yeah, that, so, so so Harry Potter or Veronica Mars. And John, of course, it's uh, everything. John likes Star Trek, Star Wars. Uh, and, of course, the Universal the stars. Monsters. Marvel. He likes Batman. He likes Spider-Man. Mm. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Jake, what is yours? Oh, Jake is, of course, uh, Jurassic Park yep. slash Lord of the Rings. Yep, Lord of the Rings. Uh, I do love Harry Potter. So Jurassic Uh, Park, what's it like having a fandom that's really one movie, one good movie? It's really really unsatisfying. It's terrible. What do you mean, John? (laughs) Name another good Jurassic Park movie. I challenge you. you. I don't. I I don't hate like the the second and third one. Those are I've seen worse. I have definitely seen worse. You know, second one's second one's cool. They're in San Francisco. The reboot is worse. Or no, San Diego. They're in San Diego. Yeah, the reboot. You know, I'll tell you this. It's the classic thing. Okay, I saw like I think one or two of those reboots. I thought I never need to see this again. That tells you something. You see it, and you go, well, I know I'm never going to want to see this again. So it doesn't have what it, you know, it doesn't have what it takes for repeated viewings, you know? <laughs> when you're watching Jurassic World, you just, you know what? You just take your brain, you put it next to, you put it on the table, and you just sit and enjoy it. And then you put your brain back in when you're done. You, you watch the girl. You know, they're fine, but they're not compelling characters. They don't, you don't, I don't know. It just doesn't. And I like, I like both those actors, but I just, it, that did not do it for me. Those reboots did not do it for me like the uh, the original one. Well, Lost World, you're going to watch a girl Gymkata, a Velociraptor off a platform. So that's... Yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean, the first one is really the best one, but uh, I don't I don't hate on the, the, the second and third one. You know, it's not something I'm looking to watch all the time. But talking dinosaurs, John. Really you is. like talking dinosaurs in the third he one? He was having a bad dream. Alan. Alan. Was that, which one was yeah. that? Was that the third one? That was the third one. That's like the beginning. Is the third one with the one with the parents? That. that is that the one with William H Macy? Yes. Yeah, it's the third one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of get caught up in that one. I know it's not a it's not a great movie, but I kind of get caught up in that. There's some good actors in that movie, you know. So I kind of I just kind of get pulled in, you know. Mm. Yeah. It's um. Mm. Yeah. You know. You're kind of right though. I mean, the, the first one's the best, and the. But uh, I don't. I don't hate on on the second and third ones. All right. Okay, John. You're see, you're a good person. No, it's just uh, I don't know. It's just where I'm at with those movies. How about you, Jake? I mean, you're all about them. Do, do you do you hate on the second and third ones? Uh, no, I thought the third one. The third one's not too bad. Second one's a lot of. Second one's pretty good. Uh, it's just the Jurassic World ones where it's like I literally have to turn my brain off to enjoy it because at the end of the day we got dinosaurs on screen and I'm happy about that, but. I didn't even see that last one. Well, oh my god! I just didn't super care. Cool. <laughs> super cool, but yeah, yeah the, the very last one they did. You just, you just kind of have to. You really have to just suspend your disbelief for some stuff where people are like outrunning apex predators mm. on foot. It's like mm. okay, and that they're keeping pace with someone on a like on a motorbike. Like, mm. okay, well, you know what? It looks cool, I guess. So this is fine. And you're all about 
real dinosaurs. So I guess if you're okay with it, that's a whole different way of looking at it. How do you feel about the Disney movie dinosaurs? And follow-up question, how do you feel about the TV show dinosaurs with the puppets? Jake? Say what? <laughs> oh, the, oh, that like that sitcom? The Yeah, yeah. The first one is the Disney movie dinosaur. Dinosaur. And that was the first computer animation Disney did, right? Yeah. That wasn't oh, Pixar. that one? I, I loved it, but it's terrible. Okay. And how do you feel about the TV show Dinosaurs? Um, with, the, with, with the baby? I will I will I will say it here now. Um everyone can write this down. Uh not the mama. <laughs> nice. Good pull. Mm-hmm. Good pull. Uh did you uh do you consider Godzilla a dinosaur? No, he's a kaiju. But he's based on a T-Rex. Yeah, but do T-Rexes um, shoot gamma radiation out of their mouth? Yeah, exactly. I don't think so. Kaiju. We're going to get technical about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he looks like a dinosaur. If, but dinos- really if dinosaurs existed today, wouldn't they be considered kaiju? Interesting, de- interesting, <laughs> <No comment. laughs> interesting debate. Or would they mm-hmm. not? We lost John. No, no. Uh, can you can you hear me? I can hear you, but we lost your video. Yeah, I'm not sure why that happened because I didn't I didn't touch anything. Well, King Kong's <laughs> King, King Kong's a kaiju, right? Sure. He's an ape. An ape named ape. Kaiju means translates to strange beast. Yeah. Well, if you saw Bronto walking down the street, you would be. Uh... No, it's not strange. It's a, it's a Bronto. It's Godzilla supposed to be a mutation, right? The radiation right. caused something. Right. Uh, it, the, well, that terrible one with Matthew Broderick. It's supposed to be like he's an iguana or something. Well, 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 well hold on. That's now. the one you like. That's the Godzilla movie you like. That's the one that, you're going to defend. That, <laughs> wow, that's a weird. That's a weird that's approach. Fun. That's a weird approach because that's almost universally loathed by Godzilla fans and casual Godzilla fans. It's dinosaur adjacent, okay? It's fine. I like it. Yeah, wow. I like to John. I like you're, you're, you're sitting with Mario that that knows these backward and forward. <laughs> and he's like, really? That's the hill you're gonna die on. The- <laughs> I love that John just said casual Godzilla. Yeah, fans. he's uh, irradiated an irradiated iguana. Oh. God, I'll tell you, mm-hmm. that's one of the all time. And you know. Consider the source. I don't like anything those guys have ever done. Uh, Roland Emmerich. Roland Emmerich. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're always awful, especially Independence Day. But uh, that wasn't that them. That they did that yeah. Godzilla. Didn't yep. they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Ugh. You couldn't pay me. You couldn't pay me enough to sit through that again. <laughs> hey, listen. The best Godzilla reboot has still been. Uh, Pacific Rim. Someone has yet to top it. Oh, well, there Mario, you go. you're going to die on the hill where the series that created uh, Godzilla Jr. Sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Mama. Mama. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, because they became they became kids' movies as they went on. That's just the way it was. They, they had to get, as they got less popular in Japan because, you know, J- Japan started moving towards like, you know, more serious cinema or like spy movies or anything. As the chase changed, yeah, you made it for kids, but they've rebooted several times. 
And uh, they always seem to make a little comeback. But they're always goofy like that. You get, you know, it's always like a flying saucer or something in there. I mean, The only one that's not goofy is the very first one. Right, <laughs> right. That's a real, it's a real movie, especially if you watch the Japanese uh, language version. Right. That's a whole different animal. Right. No pun intended. Manila is the most horrifying thing I've ever seen in my life. Mama. Manila? That's, that's Baby Godzilla. Oh. Oh, yeah. I always forget he's got a name. That is the most that is the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. Well, he's got those eye those droopy eyes. I'm like, dude, he looks like somebody I know, and I can never figure out who it is. And, I don't think, <laughs> and when I do, I can never tell them. You look like what's baby, funny you look is, like baby uh, Godzilla. What's funny is when you see that as a kid. I mean, even like as a little kid, you're like, all right, I think this series has jumped the shark. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you don't like even him. Though, you don't like him blowing the smoke rings. Come on, that's, that's no. But I'll tell you what I do like. I really got a soft spot for uh, Monster Zero. You sure. Know, goofy as hell. You got the aliens and all that. You know, you got the aliens. It looks like it's uh, the, the inside the uh, spaceship looks like a you know like a like a uh, the whiskey a go go from '65. Right. Know? But that's uh, that one is great because you got all the monsters. I mean, that's like everybody makes an appearance, and that one really works. Right. I think, somehow, probably it works because you don't have Baby Godzilla walking around, but somehow that one works. Oh. With, uh, that's when they started. Bringing, that's when they started bringing the kid into the series, and he could travel to the monster island. And then it was always a yeah, subplot. Of, there's a couple of them. I think it's um, the kid that he's on the run from gangsters, and he hides out with the monsters. Yeah, there's two of them. I think it's. I think one of them is Monster Island, and they're both just rehashes of all the. They're basically like Godzilla clip shows. They're like we're going to show you clips from all the other movies. It's just like a highlight reel of uh, all the other. Yeah, movies. Um, is that kid? And also, is he in Destroy All Monsters? I think so. He's in. I think Destroy All Monsters is the first one. Then I think there's one called Monster Island, and then he's in. Like the rest of the series is all about the little kid. Uh, he's like it's. There's always a yeah. kid with him. Turns into like a, a Ultraman giant robot situation. Yeah, right. Or Gigantor. There's always a kid. Right. Who's mm -hmm. uh, yeah? That's funny. Once they start doing that, you realize that they've changed the demographic. Right. <laughs> the lead character is a 12 year old. So you know. It's like, <laughs> That's where we're gonna have uh, baby Godzilla. Who's someone's at the door? Is every Anita? Is everything okay? Amazon. Oh, what do we got? Let's open it. Of my existence because I spend so much money. <laughs> let's open. Let's open it up. What did you get? Boring stuff for the apartment. I'm so excited. Yeah, I noticed the. Uh, what, going, what movie is it? <laughs> yeah, right. We need an update. What happened with the Mystery Science Theater poster? What happened with that thing? It's. Still on the floor. It's here. It um. fell on the floor. That sounds like it had an accident. <laughs> it slipped on a bar of soap and it he fell on the, the floor. To hang it. He just needs to hang it. Okay, so he is being allowed to hang the mystery science theater poster. He is being allowed to hang. Uh, we want updates constantly on that poster. We want to know where it is, where it's going. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Anita: What is a movie that Brent has introduced you to that you had no idea existed that now you're like? How did I ever live without this movie? Oh, live without it? Or how did I ever, how, how did I live this long without seeing this? Put it that way. Oh, yeah, there you uh, go. You know what? The, my favorite movie that he showed me so far has been The Raid. I oh, yes. So yes, now we're talking. <laughs> Have you seen part two yet? No, he hasn't shown me part two yet. Part two is great. Yeah. I, oh, the fight scenes in Raider, absurd! Have you ever seen that, John? I haven't, but I, I know that 
Brent was recommending that to me like uh, like a year ago, I think. It's basically a game of death, but uh, in a in a like a more uh, like it, it's very high stakes, very very yeah. good, very brutal. But who's uh, the choreographer in that? It's the guys that do they did they've done a bunch of movies. Um, he oh, what is the name of the actor? He's the director, right? He's the director. Yeah, they all they all do. There's like three of them, and they all do the choreography and everything together, and then. The guy was just in something else. He was a villain in something. I just saw him in the the guy who plays the main police officer in that uh, in uh, the raid. Anita. He was just in something else. Um, is two as good as the first one? Yeah, but it's just different. It's different. It's a, it, oh, okay. it goes in a different direction, but it is good. It is very good. Uh, I need to watch that because yeah, that was something he was talking up at least a year ago. A buddy and I went to a buddy and I went mine and I went to see it in the theater and it was amazing. It was fantastic. Oh yeah, it's probably even better. It was great. The theater, yeah. It was great. Uh and you know like no, nobody there's like five people in the theater, you know, when it came <laughs> out. It's like it's five people in the theater, but it was so good. Uh yeah, that's a good one. What a good pick. You know what? Gareth Evans look. is this, was the choreographer. John, you're going to look it up? No, no, no. I think that Brent might have even uh, sent me a, a copy of that. I have to look through my stacks. I think he might have even sent me a uh, a disc of of the actual movie. I have to look through. I've got stacks of stuff I haven't gotten around to watching. Watch it. I might even. He might have even sent that. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a it's a white knuckler for sure. It is a tense movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those guys turn really up. Uh, by the way, uh, Anita. Those guys turn up. I don't know if you've ever seen in the the last time you watched Force Awakens, the Disney trilogy. But in The Force Awakens, when they find Han Solo, mm-hmm. and he's on that other ship, and they've got those big creatures, and they're running around, one of the gangs that's after Han Solo for his money, it's the guys from The Raid. Oh, okay. It's like the short oh. guy. It's the short guy that can do all the crazy moves, and then it's the, the like basically the villain in that one, and then the, okay. main, the main police officer. They're part of the gang, one of the gangs that's after Han Solo for the money. So when I saw it in the theater, I was like, "Oh my God, Han Solo's going to fi- Han Solo's <laughs> going to fight some karate dude." So I'm like, and I thought it was going to be so cool, and then it just ended up being not. I was like, "Oh, what a bummer!" I thought that would have been great. Like Han Solo had to smart outsmart these guys who were just like you know physically overpowering. I thought it was going to be. I thought Chewbacca was going to like you know have like a fight or something. And I was really bummed out when it didn't happen. But it's like, nah. I was like, "Oh," they ended up just running from the dumb creatures but um yeah they're in there so we we did watch uh, a few weeks ago we watched the world is not enough which is uh a, a james bond movie and that's all you can pretty much say for it uh so uh anita didn't watch it she probably dodged the bullet we did make justine watch it which makes me super happy there's no need it's so crazy that it's crazy she watched it but now she's not <laughs> She didn't need to because <laughs> we put this off three times. We so. only have enough. We only have a few minutes because Jake has to get going. He has to, he has he has to get to work today. But uh, uh, we'll just very briefly discuss it. Uh, not one of my favorites. Uh, pretty lousy on all fronts. Um, yeah. It's funny you say that because I'm watching this thing and I'm thinking, okay, it's been a while since I've seen it. I can think of quite a few James Bond movies that are worse. <laughs> you know, I thought this is not. This isn't even the worst of the Pierce Brosnans, you know. You don't think so? Um, and I'll tell you what: who's really awful is that is Denise Richards. Is you can't. You're like really. Who decided that was a good idea to cast her as a nuclear physicist? Right. Like some wep- <laughs> some weapons expert. You know, it's like come on. 
that doesn't even make even in the James Bond universe that doesn't make sense. You know, it's like right. I don't know who who thought that was a good idea. She must have been the you know the, the the top starlet that year. I don't know who thought that was a good idea, and especially since Sophie Marceau can actually act, so right. she's not bad. Uh, she was incredible. Yeah, when you think about it, that's kind of an interesting character because you think she's the heroine, and then turns out she's the villain. You know, so um, I don't think I'd seen her in anything before. I guess she's had some sort of career, uh, but I. I thought she's actually pretty solid, but my God, uh, Denise Richards has got to take the cake for just about the worst, <laughs> the worst of the Bond girls as far as uh, acting believability. And that's yeah, hard acting. to do. That's hard to pull off. There's a lot of competition for that spot. Sure, a, because you've got like Jill St. John, who's, you know, beautiful, but not much of an actress. Right. And you've got some really, you know, yeah, you it's stiff competition, but um I thought that aside, there's some pretty interesting things. Like, what's his name? Robbie Coltrane was really, yes, really very cool. Is that Russian uh, Hagrid? We know him as Hagrid. Yeah, exactly. He's in and uh, what's his name? Now do you uh, want to watch Train it? Spotting. Oh, Robert <laughs> Robert Carlyle. Robert Carlyle. Yeah. So you know, I thought, okay, this is not the best Bond by a, by a long shot, but it's certainly not the worst. And you, and I'm um, sure you're excited when they when they were thinking of making Q the replacement, the, uh, John Cleese the replacement Q. Of course. I love that. I thought that was wonderful. And I think this is, uh, he only turns up in two of them, I think, because uh, after this one, uh, Desmond Llewellyn passed, uh, he was in a car accident. I think this is, the, that was his last James Bond movie. Right. And I think that for a while there, they thought, well, maybe, I think the next one they've got John Cleese playing uh, R again, <laughs> and then when they then they rebooted it with uh, Daniel Craig, and they said, "Well, we'll just come up with another cue." Before I forget, but, uh, you know that uh, there there's talk that Christopher Nolan is going to write two, write and direct two Bond films, and they're going to be set in the period that the books were written. So they haven't they haven't announced which ones, or but that's the plan. Christopher Nolan is going to write and direct two. And they're gonna be they're gonna be period appropriate. Wow, they've never it's done that, nice. you know. Even with Casino Royale, they just kept it in the real, you know, real time. Right. That's interesting. They've never gone retro, and for a series that's been around sixty years, that might not be bad. You you think what else can they do with the character? That might not be a bad approach. Right. I just wanted to throw that out there before I forgot it was in there. That sounds fascinating, especially if you're gonna have to reboot it anyway. If you're going with a new actor, if you were ever gonna do sort of like a retro James Bond, this would be the time, you know? Jake, what did you think of this one? Ooh. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a Bond movie. It's, it's, it's a Bond movie. <laughs> it's a Bond impressed. movie. Um, I really liked Sophia Marcel. I thought she did. I thought she did a really great job. Yeah. Um, but I just, oh God, I just, was just, it was okay. It's, if you shut your brain off, it, I can. It's there's some cool moments here and there, um, where he's like swimming through the uh, swimming through the submarine. That was a tense scene, but Denise Richards just like just reading it like she's reading a phone book. I feel like sometimes <laughs> the movie lines like a dead, when she's on screen, the movie just mm. comes to a dead stop. You just go, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. What's her What's her name? Chris, Doctor Chris, Christmas. What? Whatever. Christmas, Christmas Jones. Doctor Christmas yeah. Jones. My name is Doctor uh, Christmas Jones. Just so you could make don't a joke. Tell any jokes? I've heard them all. Just so I you don't know any doctors' <laughs> jokes. <laughs> <laughs> just so you could make the joke at the end 
I mm-hmm. thought Christmas only comes Me once too. a year. Once that was the whole reason to name her that. That was it's yeah. like Oh yeah, my god. Literally the only reason. I'm like, oh. Okay. Not much of a payoff, yeah. Mm-mm. Rank it. But she's gorgeous. I give it a, a four. Four? John? Uh what do I give? I give it like a six. Robbie yeah, not terrible. Robbie Coltrane elevates it. You, this is yep. Q's last movie, or Desmond Llewellyn's last movie. Um, the boat chase in the beginning is so dumb. Uh, yeah. Like there's just no excitement there. It's like, wow, we're watching them just get wet. Great. Someone's splashing water in, in Pierce Brosnan's face. Exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, Sophie Marceau is great. She does a good turn. There's a nice little, there's some depth to her character. Uh, Robert Carlyle, I feel like he was wasted. They could have done much more. With being yeah, old, he's, he's kind of like a—he's like an afterthought. He's not even as nasty as she is, right? They, also, they, they comment on that that she's he, nastier he's, than he is. He's more of a henchman than being mm-hmm. like the main villain. When she puts him in that neck breaker torture device, I'm like, gee, this is pretty. Uh, this is pretty severe for <laughs> right. on devices. You just go, ah, eh, whatever. You're going, wow, she's gonna break his neck on this thing. Right. <laughs> oh yeah, when Robbie Coltrane was like aiming his aiming oh, his like yeah. cane gun, and nice she just moment. didn't shoot him and just left him there, just yeah. pointing the gun. I'm like, what the fuck? What is going on? That was or, a great moment that he shoots to get Bond out of it. That's mm. great. He's got to be a great shot because all he's doing is is you know shooting the shackles so he can get himself out of it. You know? Anita looks like a saint in a Catholic painting. Also, um, <laughs> the scene yeah, where sure. the scene where Bond is strangling uh, Renard. Um, I don't care if you can't feel anything. If someone is crushing your windpipe, you can't speak normally. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? He's full on like choking him and he's just talking like they're having a normal conversation. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I, it's, you're not, you're, oh, pa- you're painless. You're not immortal. And he's like, yeah, but like, I just don't understand. Jake, did you know that, uh, did you know you were going to see John Cleese in this movie? <laughs> no, that was, that was a fun surprise. When he's describing the car and all the weaponry and he goes, and it has six cup holders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he's like, I'll explain him about the jacket. And it's like, look, you have six pockets and pockets. You take the zipper and you. <laughs> that thought was funny. Cleese couldn't save it for me. No. I know. Um, and it's only like, what? It's two minutes of Cleese. That's not going to save the whole movie. This, uh, yeah. I'm going to give it I'm gonna, two minutes. I'm going to give it a four. I'm going to give it a four. You I think the worst uh, Pierce Brosnan is still ahead of us, but I, this is this ranks pretty low. This mm. is this is man with a golden gun territory for me. This mm-hmm. is this is diamonds are forever territory. We're getting dangerously close to the to my least favorite. Not uh, the worst, but we're getting there. We're getting close. We're we're hit, we're about That's to hit bottom. I kept thinking I can name five that are worse than this. <laughs> you know. Well, like the great uh, warrior poet David Byrne once said, "There's water at the bottom of the ocean." So you know what I'm saying. If a four isn't the worst, I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, you. you <laughs> should, yeah, we still got. We're still going down. We haven't hit the bottom yet. You know that Justine is going to give this worse than a four. You know? I, I know we're going to have to get her. We're going to have to get her take, but uh, we're going to wrap it up. She, to, we got to get time to watch it. Yeah, I love that she had, and she doesn't get to vent. It's, it's in there. It's just stuck in there like poison. She can't get it out. I can't unwatch it. Yeah, 
I love it. Mm-mm. All right, Jake. We got to get Jakey out of here. But it was great to see you everybody. You guys can carry on. I can leave. You well, I have to go on. too. So we'll. Your your out is my out. So, I, oh, so you're using. <laughs> I am using you as a human shield. As okay. a human shield. I don't have to leave as quickly as you do, but we'll just you know we'll wrap it up. Where we, we we came in together, we'll leave together. You know what I'm saying? Um. Yeah. Okay. So what's the movie next? (laughs) So we don't meet next week. So what'll be? It'll be. uh, You know what? I have to check. I have not checked. We're behind on a couple things, and things have gotten. So I will. I will. I will text you guys when I let you know. I forgot to check before we start, but it'll be two weeks from now. It'll be two Thursdays from now. So take next Thursday off. Have a nice day for yourselves. You audience, you do the same. Listen to other podcasts for yourself. Check out some other podcasts. Check out. um, Check out uh, Anita over on the Home Video Hustle. The Home Video Hustle is always a great listen. And uh, Conan O'Brien had uh, David Byrne on this week, John. So check that out. Ah, I think it might have been. Yeah. Er, I think it might have been an interview from earlier, but they ran it this week because of the movie. But uh, check it out. It's, uh, yeah, thanks on, for uh, sending me those links. Conan O'Brien needs a friend. <laughs> yeah, what a great show! Thanks for coming in, guys, and uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks. And uh, you know, until then, as always, fight the power. So for Jake, for John, for the lovely Anita, we will say this transmission ends now.